0: Hi. Hi. (laughs) Long time no see. Yeah. I'm gonna get in so much trouble. How much I slag Slovenians, like they're gonna be like <laughs> you yes, fucking I, never... I was like, uh, okay. Anyway, it's okay. I can take it. Like you and I are outsiders, so yes, very different.
1: Oh, for sure. Even uh, like just the it's such. Yeah, I feel like even just how close, like all of a lot of the people, marks around Mark's age. Like there's a ton of 99ers, 88, 87. Like that that group is so like it's a huge group, but such a close an age group, each. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Anyway, but it's insane. Like those are friendships that they forge that that's so rare. Yes. It's unbelievable.
0: It's very so. admirable. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It has yeah. value. I really do. And there's part of me that's probably maybe a little jealous because i never had that you know Same. yeah so it's weird to me sometimes yeah. but also admirable like it's a double-edged sword you know like things. yeah and a bit so. of a shock
1: when you first come by yeah <laughs> the first wedding like first one of the first experiences i had with the slovenians was going to like a 400 person wedding and i was like <laughs> which wedding whoa uh, Joanna and Peter. Each. Oh, see, I was at Steph and Steffi's. Oh, and that theirs was even bigger, wasn't
0: it? I went. That was my first Slovenian wedding, the Steph and Steffi wedding. That was the one Greg brought me to. I met his whole family. His dad danced with me, the whole thing. <laughs> it was really fun. And uh, it was the first time I laughed so hard, all the polka music. I thought it was so funny. I laughed and laughed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't think yeah, they, I hadn't I really seen I that before. Never. I was like, oh, what's <laughs> happening? The polka music was hilarious. Joanna and Peters was interesting. There was a real
1: divide there. I felt like there was like this... I
0: don't even remember. I was just so
1: overwhelmed. I was like, there are yeah. so many people here. There was like
0: Planeta <laughs> and then the other place, whether I don't yeah. know if it's Slow Park or the Slow Farmer. Park? Yeah. Slow Park, maybe. So it was like a real division. I felt like it was a very different vibe. There was like the Plinian Society. Yeah. The Plinian Society, I will admit, is a lot more fun. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, they like to dance. They're, you know, they're fun and they're young and they have a good time. So, you know, and they're loud. Yeah. And, you know, they like to have, they like to
1: party. So. Oh, for sure. Makes for That's fun weddings. understatement. For sure. And- oh, definitely. I have Megan and Alice's rehearsal dinner on monday who schedules a rehearsal dinner on a monday night i know we have to be in hamilton by six (sighs) o'clock so i'm singing though so i gotta be practicing oh this
0: is something i don't know about you that
1: you sing that's exciting i do like to sing i'm grateful originally i was supposed to sing like one more upbeat song and then one like ballad now I'm singing two ballads because we couldn't Which get ones? like a good. Can you tell me? Track. I'm not
0: going to be there. Sure. So um, nobody will know it. It won't be a spoiler.
1: Okay. Well, Adele's version of "Baby Green." What the heck is the song called? <laughs> this is not okay. Well, Haley Reinhardt's version of "Can't Help But F- Falling in Love with You." That's song? Oh yeah, the Elvis song.
0: Yes. Why exactly.
1: Yes. Exactly. And then the other one is Adele, but originally Bob Dylan. I don't know words, Brittany. Dust okay, one the second. wind. <laughs> this is horrible.
0: <laughs> okay, you got pre- you got Prego brain. You're allowed to forget. Make you
1: feel
0: my love. There we go. Oh, make you feel my love. Yes, that yeah, one. Okay, exactly. good, good. Jeez,
1: how lo- how long? How long have I you been singing? Um, a long time.
0: Yes. Did you take lessons? Did you? What happened?
1: I did musical theater growing up. So I did like triple threat, although the dancing portion, let's be honest, not good.
0: I don't know. Uh, I've never seen you dance.
1: Maybe you're actually. <laughs> oh, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not coordinated. But yes, yeah, so I did that. And then I sang in a bunch of choirs and stuff growing up. And I had a band in high school. Wow. What kind so of band? I was big into the music thing. It was just like... Alternative rock, kind of, but not. I don't know. It was weird. Did you do covers or originals? It was covers mainly. Yes. We we're called the Mathletes because we met in math class. Wow. We we're yeah, we we're really
0: cool, Brittany. That is so great. <laughs> I, you're a, like very talented woman.
1: No, but I appreciate you saying that. I do. I'm. I'm I. I do enjoy singing. I'm gonna so that nice.
0: that you are underplaying your talent one thousand percent.
1: If you're I anything for, like me, <laughs> you're a good singer. I've heard you. God, no. I'm, like, I'm so bad. Are you Not bad? at all. You're good. Ah. But I sang, I don't know. Did you go to Steph's, Steph and Chris's wedding? Steph and Felix? No. No. Okay, I sang for their wedding. Oh. Back in the day. That was <laughs> that was like four years ago, actually. Wow, it was that it was
0: long crazy. ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't go to that wedding. <laughs> Excuse me
1: no there's so, some yeah, weddings it, i mean i not wedding, part of that circle that's, that's as far as i go <laughs> yeah i think i think that like mark and i aren't part of we're part of like your fa- side of the family circle but like there's other Delenses that we're not really friends with i guess as much right like rose and monica and oh stuff.
0: like kathy and so them, When man. they got married
1: yeah so when they got married we we didn't go to their weddings or anything. Like we talked to them once a year or whatever. Right. But it's so funny. Such a small community, but so many like cliques almost.
0: Yeah. It is interesting. Isn't it?
1: Interesting. It is. Sorry. Funny I was way off topic. Yeah. It's my uh, Bit of that's a our Slovenian
0: talk for the day. I think.
1: <laughs> um, we'll just we'll- uh, start talking about uh, this really sad episode. Uh. That, to be honest, I watched it, like, two weeks ago for the second time. Yeah. And I was reading through my notes today, and I was like, okay, refresher. Yeah. So, I might be reading some notes, but I'm on this. I'm all over this. I just might be, you might see me, like, <laughs> skipping my notes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw, I watched it today for the second time. Well, my third, actually, over all of all time. Okay, yeah. And I made my notes. So, I was, like so mad. I hated this particular character so much that I just oh I thought God. he was awful. Anyway. He's
1: horrible. We, horrible. Carry on.
0: <laughs> so sad. I know it's sad but it's also like, it's good because there's like a full arc and closure so at least we have that, yeah.
1: you know? And it humanizes Brennan a bit.
0: Oh, 100%. It completely yeah, it shows her a lot of vulnerability and yeah. Some humility and real, like, right. just like, oh, yeah, like she's almost like a real person. Exactly.
1: And yeah. Booth sort of, you see how much Booth supports her during this episode, which is really, really nice. You know to what? See. That was my favorite
0: part. He was amazing. Yeah, he was so yeah. good. We'll talk like, about it. We'll start off by saying, we will get in. Yes. Um, so, how do we start? well i'll start by saying I'm really tired. I think my hormones are getting the best of me i I'm going to blame everything on my hormones right now. I'm like perimenopausal I'm an old lady. <laughs> And I, I was looking out online at like the symptoms, and you know, somebody's trying to tell me I'm diabetic. Maybe I'm diabetic. I'm like, screw you, I'm not diabetic. You and should then, never
1: look online. Don't, and then somebody's Dr. like, Google is unreliable.
0: Exactly. And then somebody's saying, oh, you must be iron deficient. But it's like, I'm not. I'm feeling exhausted for zero reason. And I'm really irritable and super like, I want, I cry. Oh my God, I cry. It's so weird. Yes.
1: It's the time of year, I think, honestly. Like it's like allergy season. It's just it's beautiful, and I love the weather, but it's just a lot. But
0: everybody's (laughs) like, so I read this thing on Twitter. Like somebody tweeted, like, uh, yeah. So is everybody about to snap? Like she just wrote that on this (laughs) random woman. I was like, yeah, there's something happening in the air. Like everybody's on edge. There is. It's very strange. Anyway, so I'll start off. Like that's my caveat. Okay, like I'm.
1: I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> We're a good pair. I have baby brain. I uh, <laughs> talked to my coworker today about something very basic and was like, "Um,
0: yes, you know
1: the thing." He's yeah, like, the, oh whatever,
0: the yeah, the whatever that song. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's like, "Oh Jesus." Yeah. <laughs> so okay, um, start us off, Kelly.
0: Start. We got season one of episode. Uh, sorry, season one of Bones, episode eight. What is it called? The girl in the fridge. The girl in the fridge. Here we go. So in this episode, we start off in the lab and Angela and Brennan are looking at some bones on that lighted table in the special bone room where they look at bones and Angela. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't even give us a minute to get into Angela's behavior. Or like I know. Her behavior this
0: whole episode is like, wow, girl, <laughs> I can't, I just can't with her you remember todd right todd yeah so she's talking to brennan about her date this guy named todd that was at she was at her place his
1: place or something yeah and he had big hands and he played bass
2: yeah
0: so (laughs) apparently he's got big hands exactly and she said like he's singing to her and it was really creepy but then he has a friend what he was naked he was always naked obviously and just his bass she's all creeped out and then uh she says oh but he has a friend like she's trying
1: to hook brennan up with todd's friend okay that's what the purpose was because i was watching this scene and i'm like is she wanting to ditch todd and date the friend <laughs> i'm
0: confused yeah no she wanted brennan to hook up with the friend and brennan's like Help, this is. I'm on Brendan's side this whole time. She's like, Angela, I don't want to talk about this at work. This is inappropriate. Please stop. And Angela has zero boundaries like, literally zero boundaries. It's insane. Fortunately,
1: Zach, though, saves the day. Yes. (laughs) He comes in and Mm. tries to give her a fist bump, which is, um, you Know just a, a widely acknowledged gesture of mutual success, bring to him
0: right. So he comes in <laughs> telling her, was, was it one of her uh papers was getting published or something? Yeah, congratulating her, and they were pretending not to know what a fist bump is, I guess. And uh, Angela <laughs> was just I don't know, Angela. So Angela's but, just observing them being nerds, I guess.
1: I loved when okay. So Angela's. She's
0: like, oh, I love it when you guys impersonate
1: Earthlings. Right. You're weird too, Angela. Yeah, she's trying to get Brennan
0: to date someone who's alive. Like, She just says, I want you to be with a live person because she's around dead people too much, I guess. So then this is like a weird... This scene is kind of fun because like, first there's Angela, then Zach walks in, and then after that whole fist bump fiasco, Hodgins! Hodgins! He walks in. (laughs) He's carrying this red gift that's all wrapped up. And he says, this is really weird. I have this package for you, Brennan. Some guy said, you know, you would know who he was once you opened it. So I want you to go through this scene. And I want to say a couple of things about it. But please, what happens
1: next? <laughs> so Angela again brings up, wait, is this is this guy alive? <laughs> it's like, OK, well, I'm not putting a mirror under his nose or anything. Geez, like, I think so. <laughs> and she pulls out so Brennan pulls out this it's a mini dust buster I didn't
0: I don't even I didn't rewind it to see what was in the box I didn't give a shit
1: <laughs> I think it's a gift okay it's a gift there's something yeah. in the box right and then she literally she shoves the box at Zach and then runs out of the room like frantically like oh ooh. yeah she's and all like, oh my god yeah exactly and angela Auden's, and zach because they have no boundaries and also because what made her run out of the room
2: mm-hmm.
1: run out behind her
0: mm-hmm. they chase follow her.
1: yeah yes because yeah. they want to know like, then-
0: who's this guy who's this guy mm-hmm. that made her stop working
1: exactly she's obsessed with working why would she why would she stop working so, so she then go, we Brittany? meet michael uh-huh Pardon? where'd she go tell me what happens she goes to meet michael A guy she hasn't seen in three years, apparently. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting. But he's um hubba bubba. He's a pretty good looking guy.
0: Okay, we're (laughs) gonna have to have a talk about this, Brittany. What is how good looking this guy is. Oh my god. He's like a
1: seven. Like most at best. (laughs) But like temperance, I don't know. I think I think Brennan is pretty. I guess they... Yeah, I don't know. They're compatible,
0: I guess. But anyway, they're obviously
1: flirting. I don't know. He's like, oh, you come to me. And she's like, oh, you come to me. This is where
0: I'm going to interrupt you. Because she (laughs) runs out of her bones room, sees that it's this dude, Michael, she hasn't seen for three years. She's down on the main floor of the lab looking up at him in the rafters. So he's in the lounge area, apparently. And um, I just want to say one thing. Where is this lounge? Have we seen the lounge? I'm very curious about it. I
1: think that this is where they did a couple episodes ago. They did shots. They were sitting in a lounge area. Oh, they also were drinking where, Martins? Yes. And also where where Booth changed his shirt and met Tessa. Okay. See, I, I think.
0: Okay, fine. Ago. Fine. I fine. think.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure.
0: My point is, is as I said before, I, I, this is my third time watching the episode. So when I saw him set, standing there in the rafters looking down on her, I was like, oh, okay, this is the establishing shot that tells us the dynamic of their relationship. Yes. Because he's looking down on her and she's like, they're having this power struggle. Like you call it flirting. See, what Booth does is flirt, I think.
1: Oh yeah, he's a super flirt.
0: This guy is not... He's a power... He's all about power in their relationship. He's a narcissist. Oh! Huge. Anyway, I thought it was very symbolic that he was looking down on her and they had to talk about how they were going to meet in the middle because they couldn't decide. They couldn't... Neither of them could... Uh what's the word I'm looking for? Capitulate to the other. Because yeah. they didn't want to lose
1: or something. It's a very not a it's good okay. not no. a good dynamic already. Like there's a very much a power struggle. Exactly. Like, I, I interpreted it as flirting. Yeah. But for sure the way you're describing it is more accurate, I think. That especially as now with hindsight as well, once we see the rest of the episode, this is one hundred percent a power well. struggle
0: yeah they're obviously setting this up like I just thought oh that's symbolic okay so that's what we're doing now okay fine so yeah anyway they meet up in the middle of the floor finally because they meet halfway or whatever and then what what happens from there I just need
1: to say then Hodgins makes a comment that I laughed out loud okay I oh my god he's like this is like watching cars meet
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: like, what? What well, do you
0: mean? Z- Hodges was. I was kind of with him this episode. He was very good, and Hodges is
1: great this episode. This episode I was
0: like Hodgins, I can't believe I'm with you. Like I, it was. I like told cartoon. you what? I told you he's gonna grow on you. <laughs> no, he gets bad later. Anyway, <laughs> no,
1: he's the best later. <laughs> this episode is like a good intro to good Hodgins. but yeah, so. Anyway, so they're basically, Angela Hodgins and Zach are basically like, ooh, what's going on? And Angela's like, oh, this is my best friend. I got this. This is her old professor from Northwestern, which points out exactly what you said, that there's this weird dynamic that, he, that she was sleeping with her professor way back when. Not ideal. But then I'm Zach losing in my bed. shit. I'm losing my shit.
0: Angela is <laughs> the worst friend. Like, who divulges this information to these two guys? Because they're coworkers, especially
1: these horn dogs. The and worst. And Zach is like,
0: oh. Tells- um, tales out of school. No problem. Just like, oh yeah, Brennan and him used to be together. No problemo.
1: Professor. But then Zach is like, Angela's saying this. I'm sim. What People can't see me, but I'm
0: basically putting my finger in my mouth because I'm barfing. Uh, Zach, go ahead. What does Zach say?
1: He's so gross. I'm with you. He's like, oh, Brennan is my professor. Angela's like, okay, no, I'm shutting this down. That's obviously not going to happen. You are not going to hook up with Brennan. Not on any planet. Like, he's Basically theorizing
0: that because she slept with her professor, that he gets to sleep with his professor. So now we're in this place of weird. Zach wants to screw Brennan now. Like it's
1: just like, oh god, he's just Murphy. Give this woman a minute. There's actually there's a lot going on in this one scene. Because <laughs> now Booth comes in, he's like, bones. Like thank God because I couldn't take another minute of Zach being I like, I could sleep with my professor. <laughs> um he's like bones hate to interrupt the lovey-dovey stuff (laughs) which i don't even realize is happening happening right now but i brought you a fridge filled with a woman and it's gonna be great (laughs) i brought
0: you a fridge filled with a woman i love it Well, we find out that that's what it was later. So I'm cutting cut the head a little bit. Exactly. So like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. He wheels in this fridge, like bones, bones. It's like trying to get her attention. Like, I got a fridge here. And oh, I didn't man. open it because you would get mad at me because I temper with the evidence. And then, you know, so exactly. Well, there's human matter inside. So I'm going to leave it up to you.
1: So <laughs> Can I just he's say. Learning.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, no, he's. Listen, booth. He's number one in my, my book is today. the
1: best then Hodgins, right? Second Hodgins.
0: No. <laughs> so okay, Hodgins, sorry, comes oven, and, oh, Hodgins comes over and says, all we need is a toaster oven. Like we're Ugh. setting up for a kitchen here. Okay, buddy. Come on, Hodgins. And then, um, oh, Angela, this is where I'm like, what does she do? Cause she, uh, says oh this is my cue to leave because obviously there's a body inside and she's all grossed out but I'm like why "Why is is her job
1: like this is where she works this is her place of business why (laughs) is she here anyway
0: my only issue my main issue with this next part is where they open the fridge with a crowbar and there's this melting decomposing sort of skeleton it's all disgusting there's so many goopy juices everywhere yeah
1: And no one reacts to the smell. True. They're all like, ew, this is so gross from the sight of this goopy smell or goopy thing. Yeah. But it must smell. I can't. That's a very good point.
0: I can't imagine how bad it smells. Three or four people should be over barfing into cans because they're so disgusted by the smell that's enveloped the whole lab now. You would think that that would be toxic. you think <laughs> I would have to be wearing
1: masks or something.
0: And I, you know, I'll admit it would probably be more wet and there'd be more liquid pouring out of the fridge probably. Yes. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a forensic anthropologist, but that's what I think would be happening. And it would be I'm so disgusting. You. Who has to clean that up? That would be really bad. Oh
1: no. I would not want to be janitorial staff at this place.
0: No, no, Ugh. no.
1: So what do we find out? So basically, we find out that it is a woman in her late teens, early 20s. Thank you, Michael. So annoying. She's been in the refrigerator for about a year-ish, just by looking at it, looking at the body. I don't know how they figured that out so quickly. And basically, Brennan wants them to remove and clean the bones. And they want to look if there's any insect activity, which Hodgins thinks that there always is, which I don't think is true, but that's fine. And then she is like, okay, yeah, so Zach, you do this, Hodgins, you do that, and I'm going for a date with Michael.
0: Right. She's being very, like, delegating tasks, right? Including dinner with Michael, which is fine. But you did skirt over this whole Michael interjecting his opinion on how old the person was. Like, this is another indication of his character. As much as I became or came to dislike him, his character was well established and built over the episode. Like, as as much as awful as he was you knew who he was the whole time like it was pretty, yeah. you know clear what kind of person funny, he was
1: funny enough though when i watched it the first time because when i watched it the first time which i hadn't really been doing this as much but i didn't i watched it without taking any notes and the very first time i watched it i was i didn't really clue in to the fact like into his personality but you're 100 percent right the, every scene like there, this is not a character that suddenly we find out he's a huge a-hole like we know from the beginning yeah. what his personality is
0: he he and tells us who are not is. so subtle hints yeah, yeah he tells us who he is the whole time so it's not a surprise yeah. and it's just like brennan's journey of like finding out what we knew all along kind of thing it's just interesting as much Very as this episode is about the case it's about brennan really growing as a person and realizing yes. things it's i i appreciated it for those reasons you know
1: yeah it develops her character for sure and mm-hmm. it also like booth you kind of start to see how like see his relationship with brennan how it's yeah. evolved a little bit yeah Because even sure. now he doesn't know who this michael guy is so no. it's hodgins who says oh this is an old teacher of hers mm-hmm. and he's like oh they're going to eat dinner like that's that's wow. weird that's okay that's booth's old catholic
0: ways thinking that men and women can't be friends or have dinner oh, yeah. together or whatever it's fine i have dinner with guys all the time anyway <laughs> that's true booth is the only one i wrote he's the only one who's reacting appropriately to the gross stuff in the yes. fridge
1: well angela gave up before it even opened yeah yeah of course
0: <laughs> and then um Zach is still going on about having sex with Brennan, and yeah. Hodgins is
1: saying it's never going to happen, buddy. I thought we shut this down like five minutes earlier, but apparently oh, not.
0: He didn't God. get the hint.
1: This so threat. that was a nice long scene, but a lot, like a lot of stuff happened in that scene. I know. Okay. Lots of character development. We learned a lot about the characters, and then we uh, found out a little bit of more of an interaction between
0: Brennan and Angela. This is another scene where it's like, what does she do? Right? Like who why is Angela even here? You know what I mean?
1: Why is she here? Number (laughs) one. And why does she think she can talk to Brennan that way at the office? Jesus
0: Murphy, man. Not only talk to her like that, but then go and tell all of her secrets to these two dudes they work. Like, come on, how kind of a best friend are you? Oh, Oh she's terrible. God. Booth's a so, better friend. Booth is... Okay, Booth is the ultimate friend. Anyway, I'm such an asshole He's today. Great. I, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place with this.
1: I no, no, you're great. You're perfect. <laughs> but yeah. so Angela... So Brendan's in her office. She's looking at a file. Angela walks in carrying her sketchbook and is like, okay, I sketched the victim. Hey, her skull is intact. So easy peasy, lemon squeezy." And so Brendan looks at the sketch and she... Says okay, like thank you for this. Also, we just got our dental records, we know her name. Her name is Maggie Schilling, and she's 19 years old. and Angela's what? like, Oh, well, I guess why? you me my sketch then.
0: What? Well, well, this sketch comes back, this sketch comes back, but I'm just saying, like,
1: so randomly,
0: Angela, why don't we put her on call? Like, why don't we call her when yeah. we meet her instead of like her rushing off to sketch? Why doesn't she say, hey, can you determine the identity through dental records? Exactly. You don't need this case, today. Yes. I'm going to go shopping or I'm going to have muffins with Tessa. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go
1: hang out with Todd and watch him play bees. Go out with Todd. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's a bit of a weird. I-, I found this scene to be a little bit weird because Brennan tries to be, I feel like, since episode one this version of brennan is a lot more almost empathetic or like reflective yeah she's seeing the picture of this girl and she's saying she was a dancer Mm -hmm. and it's because she found that out because of damage done to her metatarsals Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so anyway so there's like there's indicators i guess on the bones but she's like oh yeah she was a dancer yeah and angela's just like
0: she doesn't Angela care doesn't about this victim, things. Angela. No. She just wants to know what's happening with Michael, this Michael Stars, her former professor, because she says he's still
1: hot. Yes. And, and then, she's like, oh. Yeah. So uh, what you, what you going to do? I saw you dirty talking with the Humpty professor. Yeah. and Angela. Angela's like
0: not having it today. She's just like, okay, Angela, like take your fucking bullshit and get out of my house.
1: Like, this is a platonic relationship. I don't really care what you think. Yeah. Which the relationship is not purely platonic.
0: Yeah, but Liars, that's Brennan's Brennan. business. She can do what she that's wants. That's appropriate thing to say at work,
1: though. So that's fine. Exactly. And she basically shuts her down, like you said, and is like, okay, hey, well, I need to get this data together for booth. So, like, get out. Because <laughs> I got to get going for dinner. Exactly. And I got to get the. The data together for
0: Booth First. Exactly. So back and at Booth's Angela office. Angela walks out. Yeah, Angela leaves. Yeah, for sure. Again, interstitial character at this point. Again, she could be on call. Yeah. She could be a contract employee. She doesn't have to be a full time employee at yes. this place. Anyway, yeah. back at Booth's office, we get the lowdown on Maggie Schilling, who is our victim here. Uh, She went missing a year ago. There were negotiations with the kidnapper. She was kidnapped and there were negotiations between the kidnappers and her parents. And then after a couple of weeks, the communication dropped off and it was assumed that Maggie died. And that's why they didn't contact them anymore. Which appears to be the case.
1: Sorry? That appears to be the case. And the fact that they demanded a ransom Mm -hmm. indicates that. At this point, I'm going, okay, a million-dollar ransom? Her parents are rich. Right. And the kidnappers knew that. Right. And then uh,
0: Brennan's still not sure of the cause of death because she doesn't see any real trauma that's visible, and she's going to have to do some more uh, digging. But there's certain things happening with her wrists that were bound. She keeps talking about how her wrists were bound, and there's uh, damage to... You probably have this written down. You're such a star. Um,
1: there's stress fractures on both wrists. Stress fractures, and they have they have Hodgins. Um, I think running chemical analysis, like, like toxicity, see if there's any drugs in our system. Um, they were also running it, not just. I think they're running it on the goop as well. So
0: right, but who cares? The most important part of the scene is how Booth is a class act. And I absolutely love him because he asked Brendan to call him later with like evidence or whatever about the case. And she says, no, I'm going to be going out for dinner. Like she's all kind of cute and shy about it. And he was just about to say something like he was going to make a smart comment or a snide comment. And then he stops himself and he goes, "Okay, it'll be fine tomorrow. Like I'll wait for tomorrow. Like he was so classy in that moment like he could have been such a jerk to her but i just loved for doing that i thought that was really nice
1: i thought it was nice and i thought it was a very big indicator of brennan's character yeah how much she values her time with this michael guy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: even though she's downplaying it because when have we ever seen in any episode a time where she takes time off she has she has made excuses to not take time off before to like look at remains from a World War One soldier. Exactly. Like, <laughs> we have an actual case, and yeah. she's saying no. This yeah. can wait until tomorrow.
0: Yeah. So there's like a two things. Booth is a class act. Booth is great. Ugh. He was wonderful. I just, he was so great in this episode. (laughs) Anyway, I took a photograph after she turned around and left his office when he bid adieu to her to go for dinner. She is wearing a belt uh, around her shirt outside of her shirt. Like it's weird, right? Like, yeah, the shirt isn't even baggy. It's like a tight V-neck knit sweater. She's wearing a chunky necklace as always. And this belt around her waist. I'm like, Oh my God. It's like, It's so 90s. I just don't remember wearing belts outside my sweaters. Anyway.
1: I definitely did not. And only with baggy shirts or dresses. Like cinch that waist. But anyway, we'll talk about it when it comes up in many scenes from now. But the chunky necklace, (laughs) we are not the only ones who notice. Yeah, I know. She does wear those kind of weird...
0: I mean, I know they're supposed to be from Guatemala, but I mean, you know, they're just. She wears a lot of these chunky necklaces. Anyway, listening to means- you say that
1: all day. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh okay, my yeah. God. Sorry. Let's. I, I'll pick up the pace a bit I keep t- talking about way too many little details but no
0: it's okay I am uh, scene. I apologize for my energy right like I'm, I'm sorry I want to be no we're at the same energy
1: level for sure it's
0: it's, it's <laughs> late guys it's a late record it's, it's like 930 we're both tired Brittany's fucking pregnant man like, give her a break
1: <laughs> okay. I have 30 weeks today actually anyway we're talking Holy about crap. this yeah crazy jesus so what's anyway, the next
0: scene i want you to talk about this the next,
1: you want me to talk about it this is the sexy scene Woo. so brennan and michael not so platonic they're they are um clearly post-coitus and uh they're both naked They're like, oh i missed our reservation oh no But it's okay. We had some scientific exploration and discovery this evening.
0: Okay. Let's uh, skip over this gross (laughs) stuff.
1: Anyway, so basically we get some details on why Michael is actually actually there. Right. Um, He's kind of asking about the case a little bit. Um, He wants to sort of... I, I guess at this point he's just... He's kind of... It seems like he's just kind of interested in what she was doing and he also was there originally when they opened the fridge so he's like okay like what's going on mm-hmm. um he asked her about the case very specifically she tells him about the stress fractures that they found on the wrists, and brennan again was show show some personality and talks about how this girl did fight and Even though she was tied up, she's determined that she's tied up. Yeah, that she fought, and she seems genuinely upset about it. And Michael kind of comforts her. um, Does he though? During the scene,
0: that's interesting. Well,
1: he comforts her after forcing her to talk about the case, which is kind of odd, right? He's like, um, like, should I really be talking about
0: this? Well, there's that, but also like while they're lying in bed, she actually says, like, like maybe I can get you a job at the Jeffersonian. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was just like, I was really mad. This whole scene made me so mad because I hate this guy so much. <laughs> but he makes a snide comment about he doesn't want to work how he doesn't want to work for his
1: student yeah he doesn't want to work under her either yeah he, the doesn't want to level work- or he should be above her yeah like it's awful yeah. and then they start talking about the case
0: and he makes another snide comment like oh you she's she sounded really confident and then he goes oh so you solved it like he's being sarcastic
1: yeah. I and then she skipped over it. i keep skipping over his shitty personality Oh, he's just such a, a dick. My personality. He's really a huge dick. <laughs> he is so, a dick, though. But obsessed. for some reason, when I made my notes, I didn't really note down like when you're saying it. Yeah, he 100. He's an asshole. Yeah, and he makes oh, side comments about
0: that are like really undermining all the time. Undermining very much so. Little, and little... she's a confident
1: person. Yeah, but, but she he's making jabs the... at her oh, exactly, and because of that, she's not. She is not the confident person she normally is with other people with him
0: she she gets all very soft with him and tolerant like she's very tolerant of him being like this when i don't think she would put up with it from anyone else no
1: which makes me curious why they haven't talked in three years
0: yeah well i think i know why
1: yeah maybe
0: three years to forget how much of a dick he is i guess (laughs) he'll be back in three years or so (laughs) Okay, so she makes a comment and then we have our intro, right?
1: Yes. Okay, intro. This time I have the Law and Order SPU song stuck in my head. So we're just gonna move on.
2: Okay.
1: We're on the What's platform. Next? Yes. We're on the pa- platform. Angela, Brennan, Hodgins, Zach is there. Unfortunately, Michael is also there. Mm-hmm. They're talking about the victim. Hot, uh, Hodgins, not Hodgins. Michael is there, which I don't love. Yeah, but first, Brennan was late, remember? Oh, yeah. Ew. And they walk in together. Right. And she's never late. So yeah, like, oh, everybody's like, never where's late. Brennan? She's late. So they walk in late together. Ugh. Together. So they know why they're walking <laughs> Anyway, That's fine. Ugh. <laughs> so anyway, so she's like, good morning. How's it going? And so they end up on the platform. And Angela's like, okay, you need to take the day off. Just take one day off. And she's like, no, no, no. Let's do this. Also, Michael wanted to look at the equipment, and that's
0: why I'm here. I don't know. I get real mad at this one.
1: <laughs> okay, why do you get mad? Tell me everything.
0: Well, Zach and Hodgins are standing there like looking at Michael and they're kind of grilling him about their relationship like his Michael's relationship with Brennan. And I thought it was really weird. Then Michael defends himself by saying that Brennan was 23 years old. She's and an adult. She was an adult. 18. She was like really mature she was more like a colleague that is what every professor says who screws his student yeah every creep and the the fact that hodgins is the one who's really sus like he does not like this guy and he's like uh hello he's the one pointing it out hodgins is like that's really fucked up that you screwed brennan as a student like he was like totally grossed out by this guy And Zach is still on his whole, (laughs) I can have sex with Brennan because I'm her student. But the funny joke was that he was like, oh, well, if you were her professor and she's my professor, then, you know, what what was the joke? I don't remember. I'm so dumb. He
1: says, he's like, I'm a pretty advanced student. Oh, yeah, yeah. After Michael's like, oh, she was advanced. Zach's like, I'm a pretty advanced student. And Michael's like, no offense, but I'm not really interested.
0: Yeah, so Michael makes a joke about having sex with Zach, and, and I he's was just like, "Oh, Bert! He's all like, "No homo," like total <laughs> jerk face, and I was like, "This is not funny at all. None of this
1: is funny. No, it's so and uncomfortable."
0: Do you remember being twenty
1: three? Anyway, I'm just, I'm so over this guy. She obviously was very impressionable. Also, how old do we think Brennan is now?
0: okay so if they had sex when she was 23 they haven't seen each other for three years how long were they seeing each other in university good question she
1: she's more than 26 i would think like i'm 31 exactly i think she must be mid-30s i think so which case this in which case this has been going on for like a decade
0: yeah, probably off and on, but like it sounds like they've traveled together and they've done a bunch of stuff to together. Guatemala. Guatemala. <laughs> you say it better. <laughs> so are over right. the bones. They go they finally abandon this whole line of questioning and all this bull roar. With Zach wanting to have sex with Brennan and Hodgins actually being the moral compass? Are you kidding me? Of this whole episode. Anyway, so they- <laughs> they finally get back to work and Zach uh, hands Brennan some files saying he found some kind of disease in her bones, some kind of predi- uh, genetic predisposition or something. Yeah, that she has some sort of, um,
1: what is it called? Thyroid condition or something.
0: Right. So it's compromised her bone density or something like that. And then yeah. immediately, like this guy, Michael, he's undermining Brennan every chance he gets he's like trying to like argue all of her points but not even in like a debate uh what's the word what's that called when you d- when a- in a debate like, it's in not way?
1: constructive at all
0: no he's just totally shooting her down and telling her she's wrong every time she yeah. pr- proposes this theory or something
1: like oh are you sure about that like questioning literally everything yeah which like, is mad oh well that could be because of like this the wrist fractures could have been because of medical condition that might not be because she was bound like this guy
0: is like he shouldn't even be there first of all because he's basically a civilian just walking in off the street being involved in this case and it's like hello like he shouldn't even be there and then on top of that he's going into brennan's domain so disrespectful to walk into somebody's workplace when you're visiting and start fucking undermining everything you're doing, everything you're saying, and trying to like create this instability in her work environment. It's like, this guy is like red flag city. He red flag city. I can't stand him. Anyway, Hodgins, again, the moral compass of this episode, it seems, which is their argument. (laughs) He says, okay, enough. Like enough of your debating bullshit. Let's focus on uh, the drug that he found in her bones by inspecting the bugs i guess yeah. and it's called hydromorphone which is also known as hospital heroin and it was in a large amount so you uh, take over
1: all right are you ready so at this point we're on to scene 7 oh no <laughs> don't say that <laughs> i got to keep you updated there's 29 scenes
0: oh my god
1: Wait, We'll pick up the pace, sorry. So now we're at the Schilling house and Booth is there basically telling um the victim's parents that unfortunately uh their daughter had passed away. Mm-hmm. And we kind of we learn a little bit about her. We learn that she did have a drug problem, which is um a big part of this episode, actually. So she has a bit of a drug problem. They try to send her to rehab and therapy. And they ended up basically feeling like they didn't really, um, support her as well as they should have. They had a lot of nannies involved. We do learn that, yes, they were indeed wealthy. They were constantly working and didn't really have time for their daughter, which is kind of sad. Right. Not kind of sad, which is sad. Um, we do learn, about the fact, oh, and Brennan is there, by the way. Um, we do learn more about her thyroid condition and find out that she was seeing an endocrinologist. Mm-hmm. And that's where ultimately we learn a bit more information about her and about yes. the, the episode.
0: Right. few things. <clears throat> I don't know if it's worth going back to the lab. <clears throat> the end of that oh, scene was yes. where... Angela, before we went to the Shillings house, we're still at the lab and Angela showed up to the stage and she starts talking to yes. Michael and Brennan about where they went to dinner. And then she kind of figures out that Brennan and he stayed in. And then he met. He, this is the grossest part. Michael says to Angela that he made a frittata like he was basically playing the game with Angela like oh yeah Brennan and I had sex and I made a t- frittata and Angela's all like loving this oh yeah she's and eating it up she's eating this up saying oh he cooks wow can we share him like she's being like, totally like Kim Cattrall in this moment from Sex in the City Like she's it's so true <laughs> I don't understand why they're making her this vixen all the time
1: Yeah. Anyway, I totally, I, yes, I have that written down, but I totally skipped over that. It's okay. Like, I was just born
0: again, establishing this dynamic that Michael's a creep and he will like and he's flirting with he had a different dynamic with Angela than he does with Brennan because he's like kind of flirting with Angela and then he's he suddenly extricates himself says I have to go you know he has a meeting at this university where he's gonna look for this job Brennan was all business she had no time for any of this bullshit she was all like let's get down to this drug let's figure out what's in her bones what's happening with this like she just does not have time for any of these shenanigans
1: no um I feel like she used to react in previous episodes. She reacted a little bit more to Angela's like flirtatiousness or like mm. her questioning her personal life way way too much. But these episodes more recently, she's like, okay, like get over it. Come on, move on.
0: Yeah, she doesn't have time for it. So I apologize for going backwards because I no, don't apologize. I sense. definitely
1: missed that. Yeah, and, and also scene seven, the scene with the Schilling parents, is actually it's it is an important scene because we do find out. About um, her addic- her addiction, we hmm. find out that she was seeing an, an endocrinologist. We find right. out about her thyroid condition, and basically, right. like any, any other episode where Brennan and Booth are meeting with, um, with the parents. Brennan. And kind of encouraging them and being very empathetic to them. And Brennan's kind of just there. Well, she also,
0: <laughs> there's a moment I'll admit like the mother in this scene was the one who was admitting that they weren't there. She's the one who's saying we weren't there for her. We did this. We got nannies, we got psychologists. We sent her away to yeah. school. Like the mother is taking responsibility, like in a way that I think probably a lot of mothers who have addicted children <clears throat> take, they have that guilt, like, I did something wrong, right? Whereas the father, also, Brennan was like, usual
1: tactlessness,
0: going, Yeah, you're oh my God. right.
1: It was probably your fault. Like, <laughs> Oh, 100%. And, and then it just goes silent. And, and then nobody like, I'll just clear my throat and, like, and move okay.
0: on. And the father yeah. was funny. He was all like, Oh well, what are you gonna do? Like he was just
1: acting like just very not. Lo- oh, shucks yeah, Like this I- is a I bad. I that s- she just ran away. I-, I thought maybe she'd still be alive. It's fine. He was very flippant about the whole situation. Like not exactly oh, yeah.
0: devastated that his like daughter's dead or anything. Like no. it's crazy. And well, the
1: mom is like my little girl. Yeah, the mother was way more
0: like realistic in terms of how she reacted and how she was behaving so yeah this endocrinologist does come into play in a major way
1: and that's where we end up next they don't they don't waste any time they go straight there Mm -hmm. um booth and brennan end up there and so we talked to this endocrinologist dr skinner um and dr skinner tells uh brennan and booth about the different medications that she was on that maggie was on um, we find out hydromorphone was not one of them because there shouldn't have been any pain associated with her condition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but because she had a drug problem, we find out that it was the endocrinologist's understanding that she had, that Maggie had bribed the office manager for some samples, an office manager who no longer works at his office
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because she got fired. And right. it's time to go see that lady.
0: Yeah, they do bounce around. So they go from the shillings to the endocrinologist. And now they're going to go visit this office manager. Honestly, yeah. I don't remember their names, these two people, but they're in this apartment with this woman who used to be the manager of this endocrinologist's office. And I guess it's her boyfriend who's there as well. Mary and Scott. Marion Scott. Thank you. So she claims that she was fired because the doctor was a horn dog and wouldn't leave her alone, and he, he used the excuse of Maggie getting drugs from her uh, to fire her when it was actually Maggie that stole the drugs. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat>
1: this yeah, whole thing. It, this was a weird scene because these people are shady. Mm-hmm. Bra- uh, booth is walking around the apartment, kind of just assessing the situation. Yeah. Notices, happens to notice that they have a new refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And it this is very early in the show for mm-hmm. us to have what appears to be a very clear, obvious indication that these people are suspect. Yeah. Um, so Booth is like, okay, yeah, yeah, tell me about okay, you guys are talking about going to Atlantic City. That doesn't seem really an appropriate choice considering. You are a- apparently trying to get this girl into rehab, and yet take here to Atlantic City to go pop yeah, pills was, and drink,
0: and contradicting themselves a little bit. But that's not really the real None of this conversation I felt was really relevant because it was all about Booth snooping around. So he's snooping, exactly finds there's a new fridge, moves it a little bit, notices some marks where obviously an old fridge was removed recently. Yeah, so that sparks this thing where Booth walks over, is like, so uh, you know. Where'd, you get, where'd yeah. you get the
1: fridge? <laughs> so what happened to your old fridge? And these two, Mary and Scott look like deer in the headlights. Like they right. look concerned. Yeah. That booth is asking this question.
0: Yeah, exactly. So the next, it goes very quickly. We get out of this scene altogether and you're right. I was thinking, well, when you said that the suspects are pretty obvious and we're, we stay with them the whole time. And yeah. I, I never noticed that. Like, this is uh, the first time we've seen this in the show. They're not going to mess around with throwing red herrings at us. They just go, here they
1: are. And yes, exactly. And because of that, because of that formatting, though, it almost makes you question because it seems too obvious. Like these people, okay, they look suspect. Like they're, they're literally at the end of that last episode, they're sitting there like, "Oh, Oh, we've been caught. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then we go on to now the FBI agents are here. Yeah. They're carrying the- out boxes. They're taking pictures. They're investigating this this living room. They're investigating right. this apartment. Mm-hmm. Um the fridge that they found Maggie in is a match with the marks on the marks on the floor. We found find out that they're into BDSM. They have a whole room playroom, I think they call it in the basement. Right with all sorts of things like a spike collar they have um handcuffs whips which this is a very serious scene but booth and brennan are very playful which lightens the mood a bit it does but it's also like okay i was
0: worried it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be because i automatically assumed with these alternate alternative lifestyle people who practice this kind of stuff bdsm and SM and stuff there's a lot of stigma so um i was worried it was going to be a little bit cheeky like they were going to make fun i mean they do a little bit but it's not as bad as it could have been i suppose i'll I'll give them a break
1: (laughs) 100 percent like It's They do poke a little bit of fun, but it's not too much, which is nice. Well, the only thing that was really funny
0: that made me laugh, it's very typical, but Booth claims that the only reason you do this sort of thing, that you practice BDSM or S&M is because your relationship has gotten stale and you're bored and you're looking for more excitement, but that's not, anyway, Brendan doesn't agree with him necessarily, but she doesn't like this type of stuff. Like it's not her thing. So now we're finding out that Booth and Brennan have similar ideas surrounding
1: sex, I guess. In a way. Yes, which could make them a compatible couple if they keep going. Who, Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but when he says his wording to describe that situation, like when your relationship gets stale, he calls it when the bloom comes off the rose. He's like, you know what I mean? And she's like, <laughs> no, no, I don't know what you mean. I'm like, thank God she said no, because I don't know what he means. He, he's that is such an old
0: man thing to say. It's a very he <laughs> does old
1: man things sometimes
0: like the one of the last Maybe it was the last episode. Oh, well, the man in the wall where he goes simmer down. He's like yelling about people to simmer <laughs> down. And then this one he's like the bloom off the roads. It's very old fashioned. And yes, he's kind of an old fashioned guy. He's an old soul, but
1: that's why we like him. <laughs> I don't know about that, but anyway, he's great. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so they're they're just playing around. Booth turns away at one point, and Brendan has a whip in her arm and kind of in her hands and kind of whips him with it. And yeah, he's pulling out pink handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And at this point, toward the end of the scene, officers are leading mary and scott out in handcuffs yes and scott mary looks a bit more concerned than scott does scott is just gives me the creep like a major creep vibe right um but basically brennan doesn't seem to even notice them walking by they just she n- notices the handcuffs and says "Wait have a second these these could be what caused the stress stress fractures on our victim's wrists like we need to take these in in for evidence
0: right but my argument is that no one who actually practices bdsm has pink handcuffs i doubt <laughs> that they use these a these
1: guys take it very seriously no
0: but they're not buying some cheap ass handcuffs they're buying real handcuffs not some novelty handcuffs you buy at some young street sex store anyway <laughs> so they Yeah, so she's fascinated by the handcuffs, of course, but I just thought it was funny that these handcuffs, like, and they probably have more than one pair. They should probably be seizing all the handcuffs in the house, because I'm sure they're Not just the one
1: pair of pink ones.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So the next scene, we're back. uh, This is interesting because they have, I want to say, we don't hear from this dude, Scott, very much at all. No, it's
1: mainly Mary, which is interesting because we only really were ever the only reason they were ever there to begin with was because of Mary. Yeah. Because she was the one who worked for the endocrinologist. Yes. She's the one who seems to be more concerned this whole time. Scott doesn't really seem to care. He's a creep. Um we don't she know. She seems what... more like, oh, we got caught. Yeah. Kind of yeah. vibe. Um and she and then they're being interrogated separately now. So she's with her lawyer.
0: But we don't see his interrogation, do we? No. We don't Yeah, we just see hers. And I have to say, this character, Mary, I like her. I like this character. She's interesting. Well, she's very anyway, she's already in an orange jumpsuit. I've never seen this before. She's they've already That's given true. her <laughs> she's in the orange <laughs> jumpsuit, so I guess they arrested her and she's has been booked. I don't know. The timeline is fuzzy. Yes um so how much
1: time has there been between these two scenes
0: yeah like why is she in a jumpsuit anyway and it's a huge jumpsuit i just want to say they didn't have the right size jumpsuit for this girl but (laughs) uh booth starts theorizing about what happened and they're claiming that maggie was uh uh mary is claiming that maggie was into the sex play basically and that they didn't kill her and all this stuff and um I like this girl. This is why I like her because she doesn't take any shit from Booth. Booth is trying to shame her. He's trying to sex shame her uh, because of her lifestyle, and she's not taking it. She's like, "Whatever, buddy. What's wrong with you? Like, are you a little uptight? And maybe you want to like play too? Like, you have this. He, he's. She's trying to like get him to." I don't know. I just liked how she reacted to him shaming her for her, her choice. Yes. Her
1: choice of words was, was great. She's like, are you threatened or do I turn you on? Like, exactly. make, like making him feel uncomfortable? Like, Oh, I feel uncomfortable. So you will too.
0: Yeah. Like just giving it back to him. Now I know like she's accused of murdering this girl, but I just like that part where she's just standing up for herself. And not taking his weird, like trying to blame her sex life, her lifestyle on. Anyway, I just, I, I thought that was interesting, but I just want to say I, in this scene we're sorry. introduced. Sorry, no, no, you go. You're no, really I just want to. You. Yeah, I just want to say with the lawyer, this guy, her lawyer is Matt Ross, this actor named Matt Ross, who has been in everything. There's a couple of heavy hitting like TV actors in this episode, but he. I mean, have you ever heard of a show called Silicon Valley?
1: Yes. Yes. I haven't watched it, but I heard it is incredible. He's also, he was in the, the,
0: the aviator. Yes. He was in the aviator. He was in 12 monkeys. He was on the TV show Oz. He's, um, big love. I don't know if you've heard of big love. I think so. It's about, uh, Mormon polygamists anyway. Um, Yeah, he's like a real that guy. He's been in a lot of TV and he's very good. So I was glad that he stuck around and I, you know, that he was in the episode for longer than just this scene. So yeah, happy to see him for sure.
1: Yeah, his his character is good, actually. His anyway, his character is very good. All right. Go. What's next? (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Hi. I promise you guys. Well, 951. Let's go. (laughs) Let's do this. So, anyway, so where are we at next? So, basically, he, the Mr. Meredith, the lawyer, is like, okay, well, if you don't have anything but these cuffs, then my client's going to be out of here in 24 hours, and Booth and Brennan are like, okay, we need to tie these two situations together. Yes, okay, she engaged in this consensual sex, supposedly, mm-hmm. the victim did, with Mary and her husband, Scott. However... That doesn't mean that she's a killer and we got to, we got to draw the connection. So Mary's kind of smirking at them like a psychopath and Booth and Brennan are like, okay, we got to get this together. Mm. So, but anyway, now we're back in the lab. Brennan and Michael are walking through the lab and basically, um, Brennan was telling Michael about um, her theories on the case right and michael is shutting her down he's like i have an appointment i don't want to talk to you i i'm not even going to the university um i'm meeting with someone that the university wants me to meet with and if we start talking about this then i'm going to be late for my appointment and i i just can't i don't have time for an appointment to to go through this and she says okay well i can prove Mm -hmm. that she was involuntarily restrained right and he's like oh Okay, one second. I'm a competitive person and I want to try to beat mm-hmm. you at things. So right. yeah, I'm down for this competition and let's bet dinner. That's on. You got 10 minutes to tell me why you think that this happened. Right. Boom. That was that was the scene.
0: And right. <laughs> yeah, so he's there She Uh wants to prove that she was right about the stress factors anyway. So they have this backing and forth thing. So while she's pulling up files on her computer, Boots is talking to Michael and they're having this tete-a-tete, like they're talking about Brennan while they're watching her do this. And the whole conversation doesn't really matter, except that Michael's playing her down. He's basically trying to play her down, like take away her, fucking light man he's trying to suck her life away but Booth is this is where he shines he says yeah you know she's she can be this way but she's a good partner and you know he's talking he's basically complimenting brennan about how much of a good partner she is and how she's this and that like he's bringing up all these good points about her and then he jokingly says like don't tell her i said that right like that he's complimenting her but this guy michael was trying to like basically again undermine her behind her
1: back this guy is And kind anyway. of to her face at, at points as well. Like, in this very short scene, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, no, you're wrong. Like, yeah. she's presenting what appears to be pretty good evidence. And and he's kind of like, yeah, no, it could have been because of this. It could have been because of that. Mm-hmm. Like even Zach is getting in on this. And, like, no, no, no. Like, this, like, these bone abnormalities, they would have to be from this specific thing. And Michael, after about five minutes, she's he's like, well you know, there's this little French place I've always wanted to try because they're betting dinner and she's going, what the hell? No, I still have five minutes. I'm not done. I'm going to, I'm going to kick your butt. Yeah. So she oh. takes him to the angelator
0: and proves to him again. I don't really care about this as much because it's again, this little thing where Angela goes over. What does Angela do? She just sits there and shows certain points that brennan's arguing and then michael finally says he yields yes doesn't mean he agrees with her he just yields he doesn't want to argue anymore so he's yielding and um anyway that's another fine point i'd like to say like he doesn't agree with her he just yields so he's just
1: like okay you know what i'm hungry i gotta go so whatever yeah well he had to go to his appointment that he had right yeah. He is impressed though with the angulator, which is kind of cool. Well, he does
0: somebody seem has amazed. to be.
1: <laughs> I'm amazed with it too, but I still don't really know what Angela does other than this.
0: Oh, I know. So
1: also apparently he's still working with Polaroids. I don't know how they
0: Well, I don't do know. That, I think but, he was being sarcastic, okay. but he was impressed yeah, by maybe. the technology for sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah,
1: so we don't need to talk about that anymore. But yeah, so angulator... <laughs> He's an a-hole. We're moving on. (laughs) Next scene. Angela. Yes. Next scene. (laughs) And unfortunately someone died. Um, So Angela and Brennan are now in the the lounge kind of talking about Michael. Here's the lounge. Um, Yeah. So this scene is the turning point for me of where I went. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh. So yeah, Angela and Brennan are chatting in the lounge. They're talking about Michael. Angela is prying because she's like, "Ooh, colleagues with benefits. Like, ooh, tell me more about this sexy, sexy guy that you're hooking up with." And Booth is or Bones is, or yeah, Brennan is like, "I don't want to hear this." Unfortunately, we don't want to hear it either. And fortunately, Booth shows up. Exactly. Also, unfortunately, because Booth has bad news. Yeah turns out michael is a sleaze and a horrible horrible person Mm -hmm. that meeting that he had was with the Costello's lawyer so yeah he's meeting with the freaking defense team exactly so basically he has michael has seen every single instance or like how is she how she's developed this case which normally he'd be privy to the actual case notes Mm-hmm. But not the the process by which she comes comes to those conclusions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So basically, it's Michael's job to tear apart the case that she's built, and he's taken the last ten minutes of her time to hear every detail in the case and how she has come up come to a specific conclusion.
0: So he played so, her. Basically. How does this happen? Because he's only in town. He was in town to go to Georgetown, right, or something like that. Some yeah. university. University so of did, Washington, how, or something. How did this happen? How do they know he's there? Did he make himself like, like? I want to know that step. Like, did he reach out to them? Or that's what, yeah.
1: So that's clear. the thing. It, it must be very okay. So we later learn that he went for that interview with the university. As part of his job with the university, he is to be an expert witness on certain cases. Right. It seems very unlikely
0: it's not even that they would for choose yet. him.
1: He- no. So it seems very unlikely that they would choose him unless, like you said, he made an effort to reach out, or maybe during his interview, he said, yeah, I can help with cases. I've actually been assisting this anthrop- forensic anthropologist at the Jeffersonian with a case, sort of like, you know, talking himself up during this interview, and they went, oh, like let's get you on the defense team no matter how we spin it he's a bad guy (laughs) i wrote down that he's going to testify for the other side
0: that he's an asshole and that brennan's not happy and michael's a dick and i think i just i just i mean he's showing his true colors right like it's
1: really yeah right there you know well yeah like you said and maybe i was a little bit blind to it but going like now that we have hindsight now that you're bringing it up we have seen that this character is an ass <laughs> since the beginning he's not hidden it yeah. so it's not all that surprising that okay. suddenly he's going to be basically tearing her testimony apart that's and dirty that is dirty, very dirty 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 you would think there would be some sort of conflict of interest that her lawyer could say there's a conflict of interest he had knowledge on the case that he wasn't privy to or something but anyway
0: exactly that's fine
1: for some reason even though she should be completely pissed off at him she ends up at a restaurant with him in the next episode she's basically telling him that she's upset but somehow they he spins it around into like oh okay well yeah i'll like i'm sorry but like we didn't really do anything wrong and Brittany. we should probably still share this bottle of wine Then i'll leave tomorrow i hate him so much
0: <laughs> i hate him yeah. he's
1: gaslighting her
0: he's at the table fucking he's gaslighting brutal her. it's like oh my god brendan what
1: are you doing i felt i, I felt like, so bad for her because i felt bad like you have to move back to she's like okay well you have to move back to the hotel i'm upset with you he's like well do i have to do it tonight or can we have another bottle of wine and then you know get naked later tonight and then i'll move out tomorrow yeah so he's like so much
0: justifying his bullshit behavior gaslighting her at the table and like basically she eats up all his shit and and they kiss at the end of the scene yeah just so they can have sex one more time before the case starts or whatever it's like oh oh my god God. brennan have some self-respect Oh, I'm not going to blame her. She's been a victim. She was a fucking victim of this dude. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: big time. 100% victim. Easy to be on the outside and judge. Very easy. Very easy. Oh, and am I judging? I am judging. Don't. Well, well, let's
0: judge him, not her. Okay. Okay.
1: I will. Judging him. So next day back at the
0: lab, Michael is there with his white gloves on examining the evidence for the defense and everybody's there. Everybody's watching him examine the evidence. Including everybody's Goodman. There. Goodman is here. Thank God. He's, I love him. Great I love him I love him. I love him. I love him. So what happens? Oh, then Zach and Hodgins are there videotaping him. And Booth is like, Yeah, good job. And then Angela's like, Oh, Booth, are you encouraging? Like you used to uh you know, you're encouraging Zach and Hodgins and Booth's like, yeah, I don't, I never talked to them, but you know, I thought it was a good idea.
1: Sure. Be, why not? To be encouraging. And then, and then Goodman calls him a squint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says uh. Booth is becoming a squint
0: or, you know, um, being becoming aware of his inner squint by yes. being involved in this. And um Ah, This is where we'll just quickly go over this. So Michael is, of course, starting to question all of um, Brennan's findings and he's and then Goodman and Booth, everybody steps in to defend her Um and she's like, they're defending her saying, you don't have to answer that, Brennan. You don't have to do that. That's not your job. He's, you know, he has to do this by himself. You can't help him or assist him. And then Brennan's like, I can handle this. You know, I can take care of myself. But then Goodman's Goodman. He's got perspective. He says, this isn't about you, Brennan. This is not yeah. about you and him. This is about the Jeffersonians of reputation. And exactly. You need to take your ego out of this and just you know, do what we're telling you to do and don't give him anything. Which she doesn't listen
1: to. <laughs> well, listen, but it's a good point. Yeah. And she, fortunately, Michael only has so much time with the bones. So his time is up by the time we get to the end of this scene, but this he the has torn apart. He red penciled a few things. Apparently. <laughs>
2: Oh, I hate him. If you
1: can see me right now, I'm like, I want to punch him in the face. Clenched fists. So, yeah, he's basically like, well, here's my red penciled um, opinion of the findings. I corrected some stuff. (sighs) And she's, he's like, well, it's an opposing opinion. Don't like, don't take it so personally. And she's like, my findings are based on facts, not opinions. Go to hell. And Michael smiles at Brennan, walks out of the room, basically. And Brennan is like, she's fuming.
0: And what the I hell? too. like this guy literally so undermining, Used a red marker to mark up her paper like he's her fucking teacher. Exactly. So undermining. And, and she
1: obviously was a good student. He said that she was always excelling, blah, blah, blah. We know she's a genius. We know she's brilliant. So this guy is obviously just being an a-hole going I like it ah anyway and, everyone storms away yes and booth and brennan are now walking through the lab to her office and booth being the good guy that he is is checking in on her because yeah. he notices that she's not okay so he's checking in and asking about how she's doing right he calls michael the nutty professor which i thought was hilarious yeah <laughs> um and he's saying, like, what did he give you? Like, what, what did he, what grade did he give you on this paper? Like, did he grade the paper? Like, I was always happy with a B and she's, like, so offended. I would never get a B and I ne- I've I never gotten a B and never will. Yeah. And then they kind of just, like, They part ways. Walking. Yeah. But he, then, he says, he's like, that's my girl. Like, Yeah. Like, he's so confident in her. Encouraging. He's like, yeah,
0: she can do it. Like, he has total faith in yeah. her, which is great.
1: But the faith she has in herself is waning a bit. Mm. You can tell that she is upset and questioning herself, which, again, is not her usual character. No, no. I don't love that. So
0: what's our next scene? Next scene, we're meeting uh, in Booth's office, I think, with the prosecutor and yeah. a the jury, jury consultant, consultant.
1: Joy Deaver, I
0: think. Played by this woman named Alicia Cooper, or Coppola, sorry. Who has been working since the 80s girl. She's been in TV since I don't know. I, the first one of her first credits is on a soap opera that I watched all through my childhood. What soap opera? It's called Another World. Okay. And I watched it faithfully every day after school. I was like a huge Another World fan. But she's been around for a long time this woman and she's I just... She looks great. She still looks so
1: great. I don't like her character, though. (laughs) Terrible character. I agree. Horrible. Like, she's a phenomenal actress because I dislike her character.
0: Well, it's similar to Michael, right? Like, you hate him, too, because he's so slimy. But every scene, if you watch her in this from now on, she's always got her arms crossed. Like, she has her arms crossed in a lot of the scenes. So she made this choice... To like cross her arms and be very stern, and it was just like wow. So, this meeting is all about Brennan being the expert witness for the prosecution and yeah. how she- Brennan has a bad personality,
1: yes, and how they know this from the other 30 trials that she's testified in, they know that, yes, okay. She gets the facts, but she doesn't connect with the jury. So they're there to be like, you know what? We have this guy, Michael, on the other side, who is going to be super charming and super sexy at some point. They call him like good looking or something. Anyway, yeah, seven out of 10 at most, as we discussed, (laughs) but (laughs) Brennan just doesn't get it because she's like, okay, yeah, I get that. He has a good personality. Everything's fine. Whatever. Whatever but why do you need me to have a good personality? It's not a personality contest. I'm supposed to be giving the data that is relevant to the case to the jury. Like I'm just presenting data, um, which does not satisfy the U.S. attorney or the jury consultant. They're on her case about being better because, and basically at the end of the day, they walk out saying that if, that if this, case doesn't work out like if, if they don't win it will be her fault wow
0: like okay talk about setting someone up to fail not only i has know. she been completely blindsided by the fact that this dude lied to her and he was being really sneaky and he gaslighted her and he freaking used his intimate information about the case and now he's on the defense team now she's walking into this meeting getting completely again blindsided by this woman telling her that she has a shitty personality like how many times can brennan hear this oh you have a shitty personality you're not good with people you're like, terrible okay, thanks
1: like holy- i feel great about myself holy cow she's how- getting attacked on all ends here it's terrible
0: <laughs> i feel terrible for brennan in this episode like it's oh my just- god yeah I mean, on one hand, like we said, it's humanizing her and she's very vulnerable in these in these moments, but yeah. it's like, I feel like to to have to do this, to really shoot her down and make, really chip
1: away at her confidence like that, like, that's just, I don't know, there's gotta be a better way, you know? I feel like Booth was very good at supporting her in this case because he sees how, how mean yeah. they were. He knows Brennan. He's
0: like, Maybe don't be like that with her. Like, take it easy. Yeah. Like, he's trying to like, and then he's
1: trying to. He gives her a lot of pep talks. <laughs> yeah, he does, but it's so, it's so sweet, and they're short. They're mm. nice and short and sweet. Like, you're an expert. She's an expert. This lady, this jury consultant, obviously has a personality disorder, Brennan, but she's just trying to help. So just right. try to listen to her opinions. It's her. Like, yeah. this is her expert opinion, even though it's coming across harsh. Like, just try to listen to the advice that she's giving you. Exactly. um This is where I was talking before about how we noticed the clunky necklaces. <laughs> so does so does this lady? She said yeah. to lose the clunky necklace. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. She
0: tells her to wear blue and yeah, get rid of the chunky necklace. Isn't that funny?
1: Yeah, I thought oh. I didn't know that about wearing blue makes you seem like you're telling the truth. I don't know i didn't know that i know eye contact is supposed to be good which they recommended but the blue thing i thought was kind of interesting
0: It is interesting because you always see like politicians wearing like red ties and i don't know yeah interesting but anyway who cares we have a courtroom
1: drama on our hands here. we do (laughs) oh it's i can't
0: you don't like courtroom dramas
1: no i usually do but this one in particular is just awful well, it, I the, it was... it's not awful. The, this show is phenomenal. This right. show, it, they do it very well. Yeah. It just, and they do it so well that I feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Watching Brennan testify. Well, I didn't feel.
0: Okay. So I feel let's...
1: bad for her.
0: I do, but this, it's been a journey with her for this episode for sure. Um, so we get basically. Opening arguments with the lawyers, and then we get these short little scenes with everyone testifying, uh, mostly for the prosecution. Right? So we yeah. have like so we prosecutorial start with testimony, Booth. and you have a scene with Booth, you have a scene with Hodgins, you have a scene with Angela. Who um, <laughs> shows a picture? <laughs> oh, listen, we're gonna go just quickly over. We'll get can, there. Yeah, sorry. I will start with. Um Booth is like so sultry, smoldering, charming, like so good on the stand, like so relaxed and confident and like
1: yeah. Very he, good. He he's so good, but he also skirts the system. It's very clear that he's done this before and he knows what he can and cannot say, but says the things that he can't say, but it's like, "Oh, sorry." you're right. I shouldn't have said that. Oh yeah. If he like, like oh, you, fi- like you figure it out.
0: Like you're the, the expert. Yeah. He's trying exactly. to be all like, like a humble guy, but at the same time kind of sneaking in the comments to, to see sort of doubt in the jury's mind.
1: Yes. Like they were the, they were asking uh, the, the other, the de- not, de- yeah, the defense lawyer, uh, Mr. Meredith was saying like, is there any evidence that, maggie Schilling wasn't a willing p- participant in sexual activity and booth's going yeah well she ended up in the fridge so that kind of tells me she wasn't really into it <laughs> and the lawyer's like okay like no hello you can't say that and booth is like oh yeah there's no direct evidence it's yeah obviously exactly so then like, very uh- likable yeah it was very
0: likable so this is sort of a scene where we're shown all the likability of these individual testimonies like zach is super effective on the stand yeah angela's ridiculous like she angela
1: yeah she didn't contribute anything
0: <laughs> well she's very like why is she here she be she says the dumbest shit like this fucking thing like she's sitting on the sand stand and she's all emotional and she talks about how she drew the sketch that no one wanted no one needed she even admits
1: it she's like well we did have dental records and medical records to identify the body but i was asked to draw this drawing because Mm -hmm. that's what i do Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and wasn't she just so beautiful and i drew her smiling because that's how i imagined she would have been thought she was a pretty girl and I drew her smiling because I thought that would
0: do her justice. Like, it's like, no one needs this. This has no bearing on anything. Like no one needed the sketch. We have photographs. Like we don't need
1: any of this, Angela. The opposite. She's just the opposite of Brennan. And they, (laughs) they put her on stand right before Brennan, which is not ideal. She's this woman who has no facts, only pictures and love and fairy tales and no unicorns. And like, no facts. I am a phenomenal artist. <laughs> she just look wanted to smile. show
0: everybody her damn sketch. And she then more like, Brennan gets look at on my there. Sketch.
1: Please, love nobody. Am, I am so great at sketching. Check it out. The best. I, brought it. So. I
0: brought it today. <laughs> Want to see my sketch? She's like a kid. Mom, I know. Look at my... I drew this
1: picture. <laughs> you know, put it on the fridge oh my god, oh god. yes yeah, so i'm gonna I get to brennan
0: i'm gonna get you that sketch i'm gonna frame it and send it to you for your birthday it's gonna be the most <laughs> hilarious thing oh i can't wait i'm gonna sign it angela and it'll say Maggie showing underneath it's gonna be the best thing you've ever seen in your life i'm holding you to this okay it sounds like uh, i'm gonna i'll find a spot
1: for it so brennan gets on the stand what happens oh god it was a disaster She goes into extreme detail about gelatinous puddles and mass spectrometers and lateral humeruses. She basically is using every big word under the sun. I don't even know what she's saying. And she is saying things that we've already learned about.
0: (laughs) Right. So we get shots of the jury falling asleep and the judge is even being an asshole about it. Like they're all acting like they've never heard anybody speak English before
1: yeah or say
0: anything scientific in a courtroom like i don't know i didn't think she was that bad they, there were some things i didn't understand but at the same time like i don't know like everybody was acting like dicks towards her so regardless were. She, she didn't do well on the stand okay they That's-
1: acted like she did worse than she did for sure yeah. yeah um what's interesting though is even though this guy is all this u.s attorney is all like Ugh, she's doing horrible he moves to re- uh recess 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 yeah with the right to recall the witness which is interesting so he's asking for the ability to bring her back on the stand yeah. even though he's like this is horrible we need her off the stand yeah
0: He thinks that everybody needs a break after what she just talked about, and he's thinking maybe he'll bring her back if she he can talk to her about her the way she testifies or whatever.
1: Exactly. And this jury lady is like she can't connect. These killers are going to walk. She just is has a bad attitude about the whole thing. No, she's got her arms crossed. She's being very stern, and she's telling Brennan she's terrible with people again. Exactly. Oh God, it's so sad. So then she wore blue. She looked at the jury. What else do they want? Yeah, like, what do you want? I'm
0: just telling them the truth. So then she's arguing with the jury consultant. And then finally, Booth kind of stops them arguing by saying he agrees with Brennan so that the jury consultant will walk away. And Brennan's like, thanks for that. And he's like, I don't agree with you, but I just don't like her.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but she's awful. So I love that. Like, they're just the ways the little ways that you see him support her during this episode are so polar opposite of how michael treats her i know it really shows yeah. sort of like that it, it almost accentuates that how horrible michael is
0: exactly because he's like booth is trying to be really diplomatic and telling her like yeah uh i you were okay like he was just trying to re- encourage her but then he's trying to tell her, like, you need to perform. You, like, you need to put on a bit of a show for these people. And she doesn't exactly. do that. And this is what I like. This is Brennan. This is I love this about Brennan. First of all, this very funny line happens. Because he says to her, you have to put on a show. He said, did you notice how I was a no-nonsense tough guy cop? And she looks at him and she goes, but you are a no-nonsense
1: tough guy cop. Like, that's who you are but then but his comment back to her is so sweet Mm. he's like yeah okay yeah exactly like you're right but i don't think it would hurt for the jury to see who you really are as Mm. well
2: Mm. yeah because
1: i know you more i know you're more than just like this like super intense nerdy lady
0: But then Brennan said something really that touched me. It got me really, because I feel this way too sometimes. Like she's like, I can't be any more than I am. Like this is who I am. Like she's exactly, she's having this like, she's like getting all these who
1: you think i am
0: yeah she's getting all this feedback from people telling her she's she's not right there's something wrong with her like yeah. michael's arguing with her telling her she's wrong the jury consultant is telling her she's shitty and brennan's like no man i am who i am i know who i am and this is what you get you know what
1: i mean it's it's so sad yeah <laughs> i it makes it worse because they have this co- they have this conversation. Mm-hmm. She walks away mm-hmm. and then ends up right in Michael's um, radar, basically.
0: Yeah, they run into he's, each other. They
1: run into each other. Thank you, baby brain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> literally. Those are the words. They literally run into each other. <laughs> and Brennan tries to strike up a conversation with with him. And he's kind of like having none of it like i my jury consultant can't see us talking yeah he's gonna freak like bye like get lost but she's trying to say like oh like you must he's she's trying to sort of level with him and say she's you must understand what it's like she's trying to confide in him
0: she's trying to like tell her (laughs) how she feels about the whole situation and how she thinks it's wrong that she has to perform and anyway he cuts her off he's like i don't know I'm not going to talk to you. We can't be seen together. He's being very, uh, very
1: harsh, almost just very flippant. No, that's not the right word. Well, like
0: literally they had sex two days ago, maybe the day before maybe. Yeah. And he's acting like, Oh, we can't be seen. I don't want to talk to you. Like Like, he's being very dismissive of her feelings. Like she's sharing her feelings. And this is another indicator of what kind of person Michael is. (laughs)
1: Yeah. He doesn't care about her feelings, you know? And then then the next scene we see that even more because yeah. he says stuff that he doesn't need to say when he's on the stand. Yeah, so what happens? So basically it's his turn on the stand and he is talking um about the results that he or the the case the the way that he's interpreted the case facts. Um and he's using phrases like well, I might not use all the technical language and the jury kind of laughs. Is it's obvious, and and her lawyer and Brennan's lawyer does kind of object. Does object to him saying these types of things because it's putting down. It's clearly. It's clear he's attacking Brennan, and he's kind of. He, he he doesn't just say it once. He keeps. No. Making these comments, like oh my
0: god, he spends his whole testimony undermining her again and again. It's almost like he doesn't even make it about the case. Like he's basically just arguing, basically saying the opposite of what she said in her theories and undermining her as a witness.
1: Yes, which is he he is very specifically attacking her. He says stuff like, I don't know why Dr. Brennan became a forensic anthropologist um yeah. based on these findings yeah
0: he questions her ability and then he says uh oh you know i don't want to just be disrespectful to my former student
1: like he's totally trying to like yeah it's he's undermining her he's showing the jury like he's he's trying to instill reasonable doubt in the with the jury in her abilities so oh like he, he doesn't say like the um his lawyer asks him straight on do you agree do you disagree with her findings he doesn't say no right he just says that sometimes doctors can use data to confuse a very simple situation i mean i'm a doctor and i can ha- hardly follow dr brennan like you're not saying you don't agree with what she's saying you're just being rude and the jury's laughing about this and poor brennan is sitting in the room <sighs> he had sex with her the last last night and he's acting like this she anyway, should have sent him back to the hotel he's a fucker shouldn't have shared that he's bottle
0: a of fucker. wine he's a fucker. It's, it's, it's horrible it's awful <laughs> and he says his last statement that was like the big a la la moment he says the accused shouldn't be convicted of murder just because brennan sounds smart yeah like, that doesn't even it's not even relevant to the evidence like it's it was not evidentiary, anything he said. It was all just could, like this bullshit, undermining her making, her, making it about her as a witness and not about yeah. the
1: Anyway, we can the, ju- the judge specifically says that. that sh- the judge says that the jury should disregard his personal views of Dr. Brennan. Meanwhile, they were just having a consensual Listen. sexual relationship. She' shouldn't even prior. be there. he's horrible and Brennan looks so hurt (sighs) and it is it's honestly heartbreaking it's not it's not often we feel bad about her it's not that I it's I don't feel
0: bad like I understand like I could feel what she was feeling it's this sinking feeling it's a sinking stomach it's this oh your your heart drops to your stomach and you just feel like oh shit
1: like you're just Like, like this is someone I trusted
0: damn I fucked up (laughs) oh Oh,
1: yeah it's 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 upsetting you know so we end up outside the courtroom again Mm. the combo with um the u.s attorney and the jury consultant goes about as well as you would expect Mm. but brennan says she's saying put me back on the stand because what he's saying is he's just making up a story he's wrong he's He's being ridiculous and I can, I can disprove every single point that he, that he says. Mm-hmm. And Booth encourages um, this U.S. attorney and the jury consultant and says that it agrees she can do this 100%, put her on the stand. Right. And so they're saying, okay, well, I'll think about it. Right. So the DA, yes. the, the,
0: the, uh, prosecutor says he'll think about it. And Booth says he'll put in a good word and try to talk to him and get him to do it.
1: And, and he does. He
0: he he follows after
1: him and, and starts talking to him.
0: Yeah, exactly. So then here we go. This is a wonderful scene. I'm gonna let you oh, talk about it. I love Goodman.
1: Yep. So we're now back um with Brennan and Goodman. Brennan's sitting on her couch and Goodman walks in and can tell that the trial is not going well. Mm-hmm. Um she's studying the case files and Based on what, and based on his interpretation, I guess, he's realizing, okay, you're studying the case files, but you're not really a last-minute crammer. So, like, he's checking in with her. What's going on? And she's saying, well, it kind of, it sucks, but the jury just likes Michael better than me, and I, like, apparently that's a big problem, and I don't know how to connect with the jury. Mm -hmm. And, like, are the jury stupid, and good men says i love that he says this he's like well compared to you most of the world is a little stupid (laughs) and agrees and and levels with her says you know what you have a lot of skills Mm -hmm. communicating with the average person like Mm -hmm. a juror is not necessarily one of them Mm -hmm. and that's why because you have all these other skills other than maybe that one other thing that's why i hired you two years ago instead of michael Right, and this is the confidence booster she needs because yeah. she didn't know that he had even ever applied for that job. Right, that they were even in the running against each other, and he didn't tell so her. There's another he never educator, told her. Guys. Another... Said that he was never. Yeah, he said. Remember, there was that scene when he came. Oh, I've never been to Washington, and this was not the. These were yeah. This was not the days of Zoom interviews or oh, shit phone call interviews. So he's been there. He's a liar. Mm-hmm. Another point against him yep and goodman has done what we needed him to do exactly has boosted her back up to where she belongs yep and shown her and showed her that okay yeah you might not have all the skills but you're a pretty good package
0: he says he basically says you're better than him you're better than him and don't let him believe you otherwise don't let it Don't let him let you believe otherwise. If he tries to do that, tell him to go to hell. Like Yes. Word for word.
1: I want Goodman to come to my house right now. I know. And give me this pep talk. (laughs) Everyone needs a pep talk like this every so often. (laughs) I feel like this is between Booth and Goodman in this episode. They're the people keeping Brennan going. Because even though she exudes this confidence and just like this often what appears to be a cocky personality i think she is insecure in a lot of ways well she's assertive right assertive yes and she's a, she is great i love her character she took a little bit of getting used to yeah because she is she does have that confidence and that like error of like i'm better than you kind of <laughs> right but she does she has worked for it she deserves it Exactly,
0: she's qualified, girl.
1: All right, here we go. Okay, sorry, we're moving on.
0: Here's our home stretch, here, guys. So we're back at the court the next day. Michael approaches Brennan, and he's
1: being all charming and smarmy, like nothing. Because he knows the case is almost done, and he wants to have some nookie after. Like nothing happened. Like he's such
0: he's such a psycho that he's acting like everything's fine, and she tells him to go to hell. (laughs) I love it. I love it. She's like, fuck you. She's looking at her files. She's like, I'm busy. I'm reading about this in case I have to testify again. And um, he, she basically, they have this talk or she tells him how she feels. Like she's very strong in this moment and I appreciated it. And she was saying that he was coming from the wrong place. Like he wants to be, have all the glory and the accolades. And she's like, I want the truth. I want the truth and I want truth and justice. I don't want the accolades. And I hate it throughout the whole show. He calls her Tempe. Yeah. I fucking hate that he calls her that, like this little pet name. It drives me nuts.
1: Another way that he kind of talks down to it's her. It's another well. way
0: to make her like a baby. Exactly. Yeah. And then she brings up an experience they had in South America, apparently. Um, Uh, having to do with the military and uh, dealing identifying dead bodies that most likely the military that were protecting them killed some of the people that they had to identify. So Brennan was very scared. She was very young. She was just a student. And this is where they, they touch on the fact that she was just a student. You know what I mean? She was very scared and she went, turned to him for guidance in that moment in South America. And he said, um what did he say
1: we tell the truth we do not flinch right
0: but he flinched she says you flinched michael and then she walked away
1: that was like a mic drop Mic drop exactly that's what i wrote down (laughs) you tell him brennan he's a dick go for it this is like i feel like a couple scenes ago she kind of hit rock bottom and now she rock bottom in terms of the episode and then now She's on her way back up. She's she is peak Brennan right now. Yeah. Telling him to go to hell. She's like, I'm confident in myself. You're the asshole here. Exactly. And Ah. watch me because I'm about to destroy your testimony.
0: Oh, yeah. So uh, back in the courtroom booth is trying to convince the prosecutor to put Brennan back on the stand. There's some kind of secret cabal happening. I don't know the secret. He's trying to say, ask her the question and it'll happen. Like he's asking the prosecutor to goad her into doing something. And we don't know what that is yet.
1: We find out very shortly.
0: Yeah. So she's up on the stand. She like, she's all excited. She gets to testify. But then of course, she's starting to bore the jury again. So then oh, the Yeah, the prosecutor (laughs) turns around, and he starts to think in his mind, like, how can I change this vibe? Like, how can I make the jury more ignited and, and engaged? So he turns around, and this is this very interesting stuff that happens. And he says, why? Can I ask you, Brennan, why did you want to be a forensic anthropologist? So then we go down this route. What happens?
1: We go down this route, even though the defense attorney is like, what are you trying to do? You can't do this. And their lawyer is like, well, it's your expert witness who opened up this line of questioning. So let's do it. And the judge is like, yeah, you did raise the issue. So go on. Yeah. So we get to the point that now we understand that um, Booth was trying to make Right. That she is well she is cold distant and alienating yeah she chose this profession because of a because of something that happened to her way back when when she was 15 mm-hmm. her parents disappeared and no one ever found out what happened to them exactly she doesn't really say anything at this point she's not she doesn't confirm that that's what what that's what happened we know that that's the case yes she's sitting there a bit confused hesitating she's looking at booth like i'm gonna friggin' i'm gonna you know. kill you yeah, you do this <laughs> yeah and she basically she's saying has it affected my behavior like i i, I don't really put much stock in psychology so i don't know but Basically, he keeps this, this attorney keeps pushing at her, like, she's kind of like skirting it and he keeps pushing and pushing. Yes. And finally, she not breaks down because that's not the appropriate wording, but she, she humanizes herself. She talks about how she, she and she speaks in normal people words, Mm -hmm. how she sees a face on every skull Mm -hmm. that she, each victim that she helps uh, solve the case for that she, th- those victims are real people to her that they she they learn she learns about them mm-hmm. she learns that um what what their personality was like or what they what activities they participated in they they learn how they died how they suffered yes um and basically that she says you know what like michael was saying that yeah th- this situation could have happened that the disease could have been have explained all these things but it th- that would just be taking things out of context and you can't break this one person down into all these little pieces yes. she's a victim and she's a person you got to look at her as a whole picture yes and she just she basically goes on this little rant mm-hmm. and you see the jury actually paying attention to her now
0: yes she's very effective she yeah, she really goes down there. Like it, like you said she was initially a little bit defensive about having to answer personal questions about herself, but then she goes yeah. down this route of like explaining like this isn't about like breaking the person up like you said. I really like that taking things out of context because she sees everything. She exactly. sees like she was explaining about this particular victim. I see this person. This is the reality of the situation she was in. She fought for her life. Like exactly. she brings that up a lot, like how this victim fought, fought to live, and yeah. that you know these people, you know that are being accused of her murder didn't care about that. Like they, she exactly. Was just, yeah, I was like, she was a hero in this moment. I was very affected by her speech. Um,
1: that she ends her speech really, really nicely, I thought, and it was kind of like a nail in the coffin of Michael's testimony. Yeah. is he was attacking her, attacking her personality, attacking everything about her. Yes, And she says at the end of her little spiel here yes. that it doesn't really matter. Like you can't just ignore the facts of the case because you think I'm obnoxious or you think I'm boring. Yeah, She kind of laughs about it a little bit to yeah. I guess, make herself feel a little bit better. Um, but she's basically saying like, I don't matter. What your personality, what your opinion of me is, it doesn't matter. The only person that matters in this case is Maggie. It's yes. not me.
0: Yeah. Um, Which I thought then, was just beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. Oh, yeah.
1: And she looks directly at Michael when she says it and mm-hmm. he can't even look at her.
0: Mm-hmm. No, because he doesn't care about Maggie. He only cares about himself. Right. Yeah. And And I love that Brennan said that. I love that. I love this, that she's the voice for these victims. Like she says that a lot throughout the show. I know that. But it is re- it is reiterated, like I said, like she does say that a lot, but it's it's very effective. You know, it is yeah. true. You know, somebody has to be this victim's voice. No one else is going to speak for them.
1: So it's I loved it. I thought it was so good. I thought she was a real hero in this moment. It was so powerful. Yeah. And, and I love I love that these are the last words. And, and as far as we're concerned, these are the last words that she says to Michael. Yeah. As he approaches her later, she completely ignores him. She doesn't even say a word to him. Yep. And so the fact that she is, she was kind of pointing this at him. Like, I don't matter. You're an asshole. Yeah. But it's not really, it's not really about me. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about this case. Yeah. Oh, feels so good. So and it was good. effective. Yeah. So good. I was so happy. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So they, they're going down for, for murder. Well, um, Booth, so after, my, after she ignores
0: Michael, right? Booth approaches yeah. her and she's mad yeah. at Booth. Yes. Because he told the prosecutor about her personal life and she was mad at Booth for telling tales out of school. She was like, fuck you. And then Booth, very good. I like how he stood his ground. He supported her the whole time, right? Yeah. One thing he said, you know what? too bad like i'm sorry that hurt your feelings but this is my case too and i wanted to you know i wanted to win and this is what i did so he he just said this is the reality like he was just very upfront about i've been basically i think like he's been a good friend to her this whole time
1: yes and he
0: did this one thing
1: i think that and and it goes to show though how well he knows her exactly which i oh I love Booth and Brennan. I think that they're, they have great chemistry, like (laughs) the way that they kind of like go off of each other. I think it's, I think it's great. So especially in this
0: episode, I felt like they were really good. Like they were
1: on the same page in this episode, for sure. The way that he supports her, Mm -hmm. especially she doesn't often need supporting. So the way that he kind of steps up for her when she needs it is really admirable. Yeah. I'm talking about him. Like he's a real person. (laughs) Oh, guy.
0: <laughs> so we have the next scene it's nighttime. we're back at the office Angela walks into Brennan's office and tells her that they found them guilty on all counts and then what does she say
1: and well when she walks in when Angela walks in Brennan is in her office looking at a picture of her and Michael mm. so she Angela's like oh so I guess because like they found these two people guilty on all counts. He owes you dinner, eh? She's like, well, no, like I'm not going to see this guy anymore. He was Where horrible. Where has
0: Angela been? Like, what kind of yeah. friend is this that shows up and assumes that Brennan's going to be okay with the way Michael treated her and going to go dinner?
1: I don't understand this. No, it makes no sense. And then Angela has the audacity to be like, okay, well, let me take you out. Like, let's, let's grab a drink. And like, no, obviously Brennan's not in the right mindset for that no but booth knows what will help what will help her yes it's a case yes so even though brennan is upset with him yes she's like i'm mad at you i'm not talking to you and
0: he booth is like i have a case, I have a case.
1: <laughs> come on and she's like okay let's but go he knows just the thing to cheer her up right like he's ugh. A burned corpse at the Washington Memorial. That's what she
0: needed. Yeah, it's really cool (laughs) because he says we have a case and they look at each other like and she's thinking about it. She's like, oh, man, like, yeah, okay, fine. He's like, all right, let's go. (laughs) So we zoom in the next scene. It's really cool, the scene. So we zoom in. It's like a skull and we zoom out a little bit. And they're obviously outside and it's all burnt up. We learn that the corpse is of a male that's 35 to 40 years old. And then that they use an accelerant to burn the person. And then they zoom out
1: and it pans out. And they're like way up high on the Washington Motor. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. It was such a cool way to end the show. It was really, really cool.
0: But before we zoom out, Booth looks at her. And he says he apologizes. Yeah. And she goes, she had time to think about it. And she's like, you know, you had to do what you had to do. And I would have done the same thing. Like she forgives him.
1: I just love it. I love it. And they're both like this episode ends with them both smiling. Them both working Mm -hmm. in their happy place.
2: Yeah. The only criticism
1: I have about this scene. Yes. Is that we don't find out what happened with this victim.
0: Oh, do we find out next time though? I don't think so. No.
1: I don't oh. think so.
0: Oh, I thought I was setting up the next
1: episode. Because I, I, it watched, cool. I, I watched. I think I watched. I think the next episode is a Christmas episode. One second. I'm going to look it up.
0: Don't. No spoilers.
1: Anyway. I'm just curious though. It's too bad. I don't think we do. I might no. be wrong. I don't know. Anyway, regardless, what did you think? Yeah, the next, one's a, the next one is a Christmas episode. All right. <laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> uh, what looking. did you think?
1: I, li- I like this episode. Yeah. For it being a quality episode. Yeah. Do I love the episode for how it took me on this roller coaster of emotion? It was like an ocean of emotion. <laughs> uh, um yeah i don't love that because i was very back and forth feeling horrible for brennan the way that she was being treated yeah and upset with michael but also happy with booth and the way that he was standing up for her what do you think i'm with you all of the above
0: we won't belabor the point. I'm going to admit right now, full disclosure. I didn't do any research on who directed it, who wrote it, nothing. I have no idea what went on in this episode with the director or writer. I might do a little bit of research now because I'm curious about the writer, especially. Yeah. I liked, listen, high quality episode in terms of character building, I thought. And it was uh, interesting just seeing this part of Brennan and, like her being a victim. Like it was very yeah. interesting. Like just that whole idea. Of course, if we didn't discuss it, like we would have now, like current days, like 2021 kind of time, because back then it was probably more accepted or whatever that professors are creeps. But yeah. um yeah, I don't know. Like I, I thought Booth was amazing. He was the best in this whole thing. Angela was useless as usual yeah. And I just thought it was well done. Everybody came to play. Nobody phoned it in and it was really good. I was just really enjoyed it a lot.
1: Yeah. It's interesting that we had two back to back, very n- not very typical police procedural episodes. Is the last episode was the episode where with the serial like killer. crime
0: thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this was like, yeah. Law and order kind of courtroom drama. Yeah. yeah. It's kind Which, of traditional for sure, but then it is traditional interwoven. It wasn't really about the case. It was more about Brennan and her relationship with this guy. And exactly. I'm just like, it's fascinating. I like, I do. I hope that I won't go back and make like, feel like it was a mistake to enjoy the episode,
1: but I just thought it was well done, I guess on some level. I don't think it's a mistake. I do think that I, I agree with you. It's well done. Yeah. But, and I, I know it it's late. Episode. I'm sorry.
0: We- I just want everyone to know right now it's almost eleven o'clock at night. We're both <laughs> exhausted. I want to tell you I have had this excruciating pain on my left side. I've done oh something, no! I've done something to my muscles and my pectorals, oh. or I don't know. what I've done everything is a mess. I'm falling apart. <laughs> Brittany is exhausted. We're both falling apart. I'm sorry about the energy level. I'm sorry. I am. <laughs> 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 we'll be better next time, but you know we'll be we- better. You're getting this for free. So suck it up. Anyway, um, <laughs> regardless, you, things,
1: you can follow the episode.
0: Yeah, of. I think it's okay. <laughs> anyway, good episode. I'm looking forward to the next one. You know, as much as we hated Michael, like I said, it was well done. Like he yes. played the part just like um, we
1: were supposed to hate him.
0: We were supposed to hate him. And it worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? It worked
1: very effectively.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was really effective
1: yeah. and
0: honestly as useless as angela was zach was even kind of more useless on some level because he did he had do-
1: very yeah very little involvement in this episode at all mm-hmm.
0: yeah still not sold on this character you say he gets better but we'll see he does okay he's he a fan favorite all right so thank you for joining us on another episode of Squidcast. Yeah, we're doing it. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Squidcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at TheCrystalMethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at SquintCast. Email us at SquintCastPodcast at Gmail.com. You can find me at Fab underscore Empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany can be found at britney 81523 on Instagram. See you next time.
2: Hodgins!